Warning, warning, two idiots reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Hello, and welcome back to a very special episode of Discovering SCP. Is it finally happening? Sometimes drugs, your, your uh, peers can sometimes think that taking drugs, drinking, underage, can be cool. I know what, it is a little bit, but you'll go to prison for it. <laughs> And that's not worth it because in prison you'll die. And that's so why I've we're been here. In prison. And that's why we're here for a very special episode of Discovery SCP. It is finally time. We are on episode ninety-one. It is time to delay Spike Brennan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's time for the Spike so episode. Some people think we should push it to one hundred if we didn't already have like episode one hundred plans. I think that would be funny. But no, we've, I promised, and I've already broken promise once, I can't do it twice. So we are yeah. here for the Spike Brother episode, it's time. For one, two SCPs. I am so excited. Do you have anything to say, how's life been going for you? Uh, <laughs> I had someone tell me I fell off. <laughs> I needed that. That's all. I- <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need some some context. It's perhaps an image. It's zero context. That's okay. all you need to hear. That's all I have to say. Okay. Everyone on the server knows what I'm talking about because I post this image constantly. It's so funny to me. I was this is okay. So last night at work, I was like so tired. I was like, I'm going to fall asleep at work if I don't do something. So for the first time ever, I had an energy drink. And I'm sure other people who have like rotted their bodies with the liquid lollipop crap are like, oh, whatever. But like, it kind of sent me into overdrive. And I just repeated that meme over and over and kept like hysterically laughing every time for maybe an hour. It was pretty insane. Kind of really <laughs> now it's it's burned into my neurons. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. This guy's really fell off. You can tell. <laughs> oh, I needed that. <laughs> it's just so funny when I imagine that voice looking at the image. He's so smug <laughs> with the cigar. <laughs> oh, I needed that. It's got me as well. See? I heard someone tell me I fell off. Huge puff of cigar. I needed that. Look at his eyebrows. See? His fucking face. I know, it just makes it so good. Smug emoji, hundred, hundred. Can we get that, that basis <laughs> emoji on the server, do you think? What? Can we get Humpty Dumpty so emoji? Here, I'm gonna send this picture to Anomalous in the editing, and then maybe he can put it on the episode, and you'll all be able to understand okay. what we're going through. But, but we are here. But we need to read articles now. SCPs. Okay. Yes. The first Hit one. me up with the first one. The first one we have. I needed that. Okay, that's, that's the last. That's, 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 we can't mention the meme again. Yeah, it's too dangerous. See, it's like a memetic hazard. All right, okay. hit me up with the link. Spike Brennan article. First one is SCP 001, Spike Brennan's proposal, also known as God's Ooh. Blind Spots. 
So this is an OL1? Yeah. Nice. We haven't done one of the. Well, I was about to say we haven't done it in a while, and literally last episode was yeah. one. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He really fell. Well, I think it's because I keep assuming L one or the one last time was supposed to be a, a three thousand entry, was it? Mm. And I still feel like it was robbed of that. But it was. It's a good L one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get Shall we begin? Um, I don't know. Are you thinking about it again? <laughs> it's in my brain now. <laughs> I told you! See, that's why I was so baffled no one else finds it funny but me on Discord, but I think they need the voice with the image. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for it really this time. Don't mention that, the egg. Item number SCP-001. Object class, Yesod. Special What's object class Yesod mean? It's, uh, it's crazy, man. Special containment procedures... Facility T, the headquarters location of the Foundation's O5 Council and a part of the pertinent management bodies, has been constructed around the location of SCP-001, including building T-01 within the volume of SCP-001. Security protocols for Facility T are set forth in document T-01, colon, O1. Okay. So that's like the short, one of the shortest containment procedures I've ever seen. It's like super vague, so I have no guess as to what this is. Well, let's find out. Description. SCP-001 is an irregularly shaped volume of space. Approximately 65,000 cubic meters in volume, inclusive space both above and below the original ground level. Located in the Sinai. Apart from its formaturgic properties, described below, SCP-001 is unremarkable and matter and energy can freely enter and leave it. Archaeological work performed by the French Commission des Saintes et de in the 18th century indicated the remains of a stone structure at the site dating to the late 2nd millennium BCE, fitting the description of an inn. As a result of the construction of Facility T, no trace of the original structure remains. An inn, they say. Yeah. Oh, adventurous. Time to kill the Foundation. What? <laughs> SCP-001. Why, why, why is the guy Irish? Why is I'm so he's, confused. He's a bartender. I see. SCP-001 is distinguished as the only known natural location on Earth with absolutely zero ambient Akiva radiation. Experience. Is that something I should already know about? Because that sounds like something I've heard in passing but has never encountered. So I believe we, we, we like, encountered the description many, many, many episodes ago. It's basically like a measurement of faith, I guess. Oh, yeah! I think that makes... Yeah. Okay. Experimentation has verified that this condition persists even when an emission source of Akiva radiation is brought near or within the spatial limits of SCP-001. See research report SCP-001, relic of Tooth of the Buddha, 1974. Which indicates that not only does the outer boundary of SCP-001 impermeably block Akiva radiation from crossing into it in either direction, 001 absorbs and destroys any Akiva radiation that would otherwise be generated within its volume. So can Akiva radiation be generated by having faith, or does it have to be, like, intrinsic to an object or a thing? Um, I believe, um, usually it's, I, as I understand it, it's usually a matter of, like, if the more faith you have, you're producing it. But I think in this case, okay. we're taking a slightly different definition of it, where it's, like, a sign of, like, divinity, more like. I gotcha. Very interesting. As a consequence of SCP-001's properties, the natural progression of degeneration or termination of Homo sapiens' cognitive function and organic functionality are suspended while the Homo sapiens subject in question remains within the limits of SCP-001. 
Put another way, subject to certain limitations, human death does not occur within SCP-001. See excerpts of test log below. So wait, is Akiva radiation what makes us age? Is that the implication here? Well, I guess it's part of... Well, they never said it's not aging, just you don't die. Well, it says the progression of degeneration or termination, so I assume... Well, well maybe let's find out more. Test 1. Personnel D-1082, a healthy human male, sounds like me, <laughs> is placed in a standard human containment cell <laughs> within SCP-001 and observed for 120 days. Outcome, no change. Oh, that's nice. Test 3. Personnel D-2326, a healthy human female, oh, introduce me, is... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Me when I hear about a healthy human female. Awooga. How do you... You see a healthy human female in testing at Site-19. How do you open? <laughs> the fucking shit on Twitter! <laughs> How do you open? <laughs> a lethal dose of cyanide gas is released into the vessel. After completion of the test, the gas is vented. Oh, no change. D-326 suffered no adverse medical effects. Okay, so, like, you can't be harmed, essentially, while you're in here. Mm. Number six. Because she, like, she took in cyanide gas that would have killed her, but because she's on site, she didn't die, right? Yeah, yeah. Six. Same parameters as test three, but subject to 30 healthy specimens of Rattus Slovakicus. Outcome. Specimen. uh, Rats. We are the rats. Specimens die of cyanide poisoning. Subsequent variations of this test suggest that the life-preserving attributes of 001 are limited to human subjects. Okay. So wait, what is this SCP called again? Or is it just Spike Brennan's proposal? It's called God's Blind Spot. God's Blind Spot, okay. Test 9. Interesting. Personnel D5337, a human female suffering from stage 4 cancer, metastasized to most organs, and within a prognosis of imminent death... Is placed inside a standard containment cell in 001 and observed for 786 days. No change, including any advancing cancer symptoms, while subject remained within 001. Subject expired within 48 hours after removed from 001 after the conclusion of the test. Damn. Test 10. Personnel 5361, a healthy human male, hey, it's me again, is placed in a crematory within SCP 001, which is then activated. Wait, hold on a second. That's not me anymore, because they're doing that to him. The uh, D-class's body makes com- sense. combusts in a manner consistent with normal control operations. Resultant remains are unremarkable. Subsequent variations of the test suggest that the life-preserving attributes of 001 do not extend to all cases of trauma. Okay, so like if you get bludgeoned to death, you would still die in there. It's just like if you get sick or like poisoned or something. I guess, yeah. So test 338. <laughs> I guess nothing happened in oh, 328. Dude, no one in this site has, like, any free time. Personnel D-8874, a healthy human female, is playing... Why did I say it like that? How do you open? Yeah. How do you open? Is placed in a standard humanoid containment cell within SCP-001 and restrained. Subject's left leg is amputated above the thigh without anesthetic and without the use of a tourniquet or other constriction of the femoral artery. That's See, why I do you... Uh, oh, I was about to be... <laughs> I was about to be like, why would you do that? That's unnecessary. But then I realized that's literally the point of the test is like, does the body preserve? Yeah. After amputation, <laughs> the leg is removed from 001 while personnel D-class remains under observation for a period of 360 days. 
subject temporarily loses consciousness, probably due to pain and sudden blood loss, we don't know, but recovers, and bleeding stops within 12 hours. Stump heals at accelerated rate. Amputated leg, which has been removed from the SCP-001, decays at rate consistent with flesh stored under similar conditions. Test 537. Personnel D-1396. I gotta D- say, the tests are kind of like bullshit. Like, imagine test one, you come in, and oh, you just have to sit in here for 120 days, and then some lady's like, oh, cool, it's gonna be like a vacation. What do I have to do? And they're like, we're gonna cut off it's your leg without saw. anesthetic now. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, we need to do a little test. Have you ever heard of Humpty Dumpty? We're gonna take you apart <laughs> no. and see if the other king's men can put you back together again. <laughs> oh, no. What did someone tell her? No, female identical twins, age 24, are subject to study. Personnel D-13926 is placed in standard long-term human containment cell in SCP-001, while the personnel 97 is placed in standard long-term human containment cell at a different foundation facility. Subjects are observed for a period of 26 years, 10 months. Jesus. Oh my god. These tests are so extra. Personnel 97 presents a progression of physical bodily changes consistent with normal human aging, but 96 does not appear to measurably age during the test duration. After conclusion of test, 96 was transferred to a different foundation of facility, whereupon that subject presented an accelerated progression of changes consistent with aging. Okay, so it like started catching up once they left the blind spot. Uh, yes. Okay, so this applies something uh, interesting. It, it implies that like every sort of mechanic of how we understand the way the world works... Well, I was going to say it implies that every mechanic like relies on, on God being aware of it, but th- like non-humans are still affected by shit in the site, yeah. which is very curious. It, it opens a lot of questions to what's going on here, and I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm a little... I'm hoping for a little more meat than this, like, you know, very typical... I am not the guy who's like oh clinical tone bad or anything, but I would like a little more meat and potatoes. But also, I know this is like an earlier article, mm. so I'm I'm willing to put up with a little more. A dormitory facility has been constructed within Building T01, containing living spaces for all members of the Foundation's O5 Council and certain other members of senior management. Of oh, okay, so that's O5. like when they don't have to age. <laughs> is that how they're like the immortal epic guys? I guess in this they... kind of, yeah. <laughs> ah. You can't see me, God. Where am I? <laughs> Bruh. Presently, nine of the twelve members of the O5 Council reside within that dormitory, and eight of those nine have not exited from building T01 since the completion of its construction. Shut ins. A ninth O5 member. Sorry. Do you think that, like, the other three just, like, choose not to for whatever reasons, or do you think, like, the other nine are hiding it from them because they don't like them? I don't know. But we do have a bit of information here. A 905 member who left building T01 to attend a personal matter was killed in a meteorological event before her scheduled return. Oh, do you think that was, like, punishment for, like, defying God by staying in the blind <laughs> like, spot? there you are, you little fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spotted. <laughs> White woman spotted. <laughs> God, how do you open Meteor? <laughs> I just got an idea, but I don't even know if it's fucking blasphemous. Uh, just say it. God sees fucking Murray. He's like, how do you open? <laughs> no! A crumb of blasphemy, but it's funny. 
SCP-001's properties. It is also used as a control site for the Foundation's former Turgic Research Program, including the development of applications for instances of SCP-2336-A. Do I need to know anything about that? Or have we read that article? I don't believe we need to know anything uh, about that. Okay, because that number sounds familiar, but so do like all the numbers after a while. Why don't I pass this first addendum to you? Sure. We're calling this episode "How Do You Open?" By the way, and I want and I want everyone in the comments to tell us how they'd open. Uh, archival document 6 s seven inf twenty three Hmm. Sniff. In matters of natural philosophy and of understanding the substance of the Almighty God, we must begin our investigation with the evidence of our senses, which includes the testimony of Holy Scripture. For no man hath seen God, but the perception of God may come from observing his creation, and from the careful study of Holy Scripture. Consider Exodus 4, which being rendered in the Hebrew, I can't read Hebrew, which being interpreted, saith, and it came to pass by the way in the inn, that the Lord met him, meaning Moses, and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah, the wife of Moses, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son, and cast it at his feet, and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Footnote, Exodus 4:24-26. Considering the teaching of these verses, many learned scholars focus their attention on the second of these verses, in which Zipporah, the wife of Moses, performs the rite of circumcision, and, in so doing, saves her husband from the wrath of the Almighty God. Therein, say the scholars, lies the moral lesson that none, not even God's prophet, shall be exempt from the laws of his covenant. Yeah, so this kind of like builds up to the idea that like people who abuse the blind spot get owned. Uh, but consider the first of these verses, which is so little understood. The Almighty God, having formed an intent to kill Moses, attempted to do so and failed. This episode is the key to the understanding of the substance of God, for we must understand that if Scripture is infallible, and Scripture tells us that the Almighty God tried to kill Moses but failed, then infallible Scripture saith that God is not omnipotent, or at least that God's power does not extend to that particular place. This is like the most atheist YouTube argument I've ever seen, but I actually... In this specific context, I kind of dig what it's going for, like implying the blind spot. Sir Isaac Newton, Observations Upon the Substance of God, 1724. And that's what, that fifth grader, Isaac Newton. (laughs) Based. Alright, I'll pass the next one off to you. We can popcorn these articles, because there's a lot of them. The newly invented metric apparatus permitted our order to verify what we had long suspected, namely that the divine grace, or as some of our brethren of our apt to put it, the thaumaturgic force, was a phenomenon of actual measurable substance. One of my mm. colleagues proposed the name Akiva as the unit of measurement for this phenomenon, after some long-dead Hebrew martyr. This philosophical and technological breakthrough prompted the initiation of several projects. Uh, including a comprehensive mapping of conditions and variations of Akiva throughout the globe. It was not to be a mere frippery such as the charting of the source of the Nile or the naming of some inconsequential sea rock. Rather, the format graphic map will be an invaluable tool in allowing our order to harness the powers of the divine grace. A and lot so, of shit is capitalized in these articles. Because it's old time. interesting. And so Hell we yeah. organized cartographic teams, each equipped with a formometric apparatus to commence the mapping projects, with special concentration on regions of particular interest. In a particular corner of the Holy Land, Napoleon Bonaparte showed us the way. As you know, Napoleon's campaign into Egypt in 1798 was accompanied by the Commission des Sciences et des Arts, which completed a comprehensive survey of that country. 
Is the thermometric device what's in his hands or what he's standing beside in the picture? I don't know. Because if it's I, what he's I, standing behind, I'm pretty sure that's just an old-timey water fountain. I if hope it's what it's... he's holding, I'm pretty sure that's a wire. <laughs> no, it's, it's a thermometric apparatus. You can't see the magic yeah, it's dowsing. St- it's dowsing sticks. Volume 11 of that report charted the geographic locations of historic locations, including the biblical Mount Horeb. And so, fortified with this information, a team of Freemasons and members of our Hermetic Order, led by myself, travel to the Sinai to retrace the strips of Moses from Mount Hera back to the cohort of Pharaoh. Tonight, I am pleased to report to our order the success of this endeavour. We found the inn. Bramstone, <gasps> transcription minutes of meeting of Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. <laughs> Could you tell I am? Oh, I need to do some geographic... Book? Yeah, I immediately wait, changed the fucking voice I was doing as soon as I saw it was Bram Stoker speaking. Who's Bram Stoker? He wrote Dracula. Okay, so I'm looking at Sinai Peninsula. It's like Egypt and shit. And I'm... and Okay, so... Hold on. Okay, gods. That's Wh- where is this punishing my sins. <laughs> my turn. Is this, in, this is probably not the inn that Jesus was born at, right? Is this like um, this an is inn a different Moses inn. stayed at? Yeah, I guess Moses was there and God tried to fucking waste him. So, is the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn like an SCP thing, or am I just missing no, more that's, information? That's, that's real life law. Okay, I need to look that up. Like, Can I get like a TLDR on it? Um, they're like one of those old-timey like magic societies. Interesting. Yes, just going right off the Wikipedia sort of brief description. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was a secret society devoted to the study and practice of the occult, metaphysics, and paranormal activities during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Kind of reminds me of, like, the the little... Have you ever played CK2? Uh, yeah, you know I've played CK2. I do? Oh, do you have the DLC that, like, lets you do, like, the cults yeah. and, like, different secret societies? Oh, there's, like, yeah. a... I'm pretty sure we played it yeah. together. Are you okay? No, we haven't. Okay. Dude, perhaps you're mentally insane. Oh, okay. But we have more on. <laughs> <laughs> Excerpt of Memorandum by Site Director William Wynne Westcott. And there's a little thing. Westcott co-founded the organization that is one of the foundation's predecessor entities to Helena Blavatsky, October 16th, 1890. So this means the foundation's less than 100 years old by this canon, which yeah. is interesting. Having studied the inn and testing its properties, only one conclusion can be reached. God has a blind spot, and we have found where it is. The properties of the inn present a number of thermometric engineering opportunities beyond merely hiding from the angel of death. We now know that the ambient Akiva radiation level within the inn remains at zero regardless of what happens inside. So I'm curious, is it blind because he doesn't see or notice it because like by now and especially with the way he strikes vengeance of people that leave, I would think that like he would be able to find it. So is it just something that he can't enter? Maybe. By implication, since this is God's blind spot, there can be no theological consequence to an action taken within its boundaries. Although I am no physicist, our colleague Nicola has described it to me as being essentially a Faraday cage for sin. Oh my God, Faraday cage. I forgot the series one. (laughs) (laughs) The Faraday cage is back, baby! Hell Yeah. The suitability of such a location as the headquarters of the central decision-making body of our new order should be obvious. Note, the Office of the Foundation's Ethics Committee have been located in Building T01 since the committee's inception. Uh, since uh, since don't count detail. if you do that. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I'll play next, um, My little Yoda throat <laughs> killer, then. 
<laughs> See me, God cannot take ketamine, I will. <laughs> Notes of Dr. Marvin oh, Scranton, another one of his fucking Scrantons. July 31st, 1924. Excerpted. As a result of our study of the properties of SCP-001, we are now ready to begin our first trials here at Site 36 for the artificial generation of a shielded Akiva vacuum, which we're calling the Antimonad. Essentially, we're going to create another instance of SCP-001. Today's test will be the culmination of the 20 years of advances in formometric engineering and applied theology. Bertrand, my assistant, puts it more bluntly. We've built a box and we're pushing God out of it. <laughs> Time skip. It turns out that what just is as nature... some kind of Faraday cage? It turns out that just as nature abhors a vacuum, so does imminent. It... No, I had it right. Imminence. Our instrument readings indicate that when the antimonad came online and measurable Akiva reading within the test capsule dropped to zero, the Hume level spiked. We think that something else, something that we don't presently have a way of observing or measuring, came in. We don't know what it is, or what it was, oh. or where it went. That's actually cool. Like, they pushed God out, and now something else has an opportunity. Something, like, that God was suppressing has an opportunity to flourish. <laughs> oh, that's menacing as fuck. That's a cool little thing. Oh, so is that like Spike Brennan? Just asking, because this is literally the first article of his we've read. Is Spike Brennan like a, a religious person? Because I also know people have mentioned to me numerous times he did some other Jesus-type SCP. Yeah, he's got quite a bit Jesus of this sort of like applied theology stuff. I, I wish we had visited him sooner. I always find religion stuff super fascinating. Very interested. 05 Policy Memorandum K-308, August 2nd, 1924. Excerpt. <laughs> Gentlemen, the frequency and severity of anomalous incidents appears to have dramatically increased since the 31st July incident at 36. While no casual causal link to the antimonad test be conclusively proven of yet, the timing is noted. As we have discussed, this episode underscores the need for the Foundation to revisit and expand its mission charter. To date, we have been a research organization. But emergency times call for emergency measures, and it has become imperative for organizations to do more than contain the specimens that we study. We must take the steps to secure those anomalies not already within the Foundation's custody, both in order to protect the anomalies of future research and to protect humanity as a whole. Effective immediately, the Foundation hereby authorizes and establishes an active field operations department. Our existing research operation is hereby reorganized as comprising a separate and distinct research department. This new agency department is hereby authorized to immediately organize, fund, staff, equip, train, and deploy one or more mobile task forces. Provisional leadership and budget for the field operations department are set forth in the attached exhibits. So this is, uh, I assume, of the vein of, like, the OO1 being also an origin of the Foundation. Yeah. Um, I know they kind of, like, hinted at suddenly before, but now it seems they're straying a bit away from, like, the actual SCP in question, focusing more on, like, how the Foundation was created. Which, um, you know, it's interesting in its own right, but I kind of wish they'd stick more their roots more deeply into, like, the core of what they've got here. But, uh, again, I can't blame it. No, it's memorandum K-308 represents the official commencement of the Foundation's operations to actively collect and contain anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena, as opposed to merely studying them. Memorandum. To the Administrator, O5 Council, C.C. Muhammad Al-Taki, Director of the Office of Tactical Theology, from Shelton Esquire. Tactical Theology is like a canon or GOI or something, right? It's, it's, it's a thing, though, yeah. Just by the name, I've wanted to... Because I've heard that name around before. I've wanted to look into that for a while. 
Date, 3rd of August, 19... Status of negotiations, Provident Uriel. I believe that we have reached an understanding with the counterparty. The purpose of this memorandum is to memorialise a principal point of understanding. As we have discussed, the formal agreement will be presented in the form of a covenant. Stone tablets are expected, but I have asked for a PDF file as well. Background. The Foundation's operations at Facility T have for some time been a sticky sticky point via our relations with the counterparty. Recent developments, too voluminous to be summarised here, have prompted the Foundation's senior... Wait a minute. The stone tablet thing, I'm interested. Is this like uh, some sort of covenant with God? The counterparty, yes. In this case. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I dig it, I dig it. Recent developments, too voluminous to be summarised here, have prompted the Foundation's senior management to seek a rapprochement with the counterparty, both to facilitate ongoing research and containment efforts, to avoid accelerating a... eschatological. Yeah, they cut out when I said it. Catastrophe. And to maintain the efficacy of certain Foundation protocols, such as the containment regimen for SCP-1844. Have we read that one? I don't believe we have. At senior management's direction, then, my office undertook negotiations with the counterparty. The points summarised below (laughs) represent the outcome of these negotiations. Oh, so this one, they've only got five. They don't even have ten. They got a good deal. Yeah. Summary of points of understanding. One. No natural person may physically remain within Facility T for a continuous period in excess of 120 years. This limit applies to members of the O5 Council, other members of the Foundation management, and staff, test subjects, and others. The Foundation is expected to enforce this limitation. So is the idea that in exchange for, like, this deal, God's no longer going to, like, insta-murder them when they leave? I guess, and he's, like, on their side, I guess. Ah. Two. Minutes of the proceedings of the Ethics Committee are to be communicated to the counterparty not less frequently than annually. The precise logistics of these communications have not yet been worked out, but I suspect it will consist of writing them on parchment and then burning them in a brazier located outside of Facility T. Nice. Three. The counterparty shall not smite, strike down, or otherwise exact <laughs> upon, <laughs> upon any of the Foundation personnel named on Exhibit A, as amended from time to time by the mutual agreement of the parties. See, that's s- actually clever that they have like a list, because then if someone invades and leaves, they can get like insta-owned. Yeah. Without at least 90 days written notice and an opportunity to cure the transgression. Provided, however, that this cause shall not be applicable in the case of a tribulation of general applicability. See, that's smart because it makes the foundation uninvadable. That's pretty yeah. cool. Why did you get a fucking letter like, I'm going to kill you in 90 days? <laughs> Four. Neither the foundation nor any of its executive level personnel shall bow down to or worship any divine entity other than the counterparty. For. For I, the Lord, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. The counterparty insisted upon this clause. Because the clause does not actually compel any action, but merely forbids it, I apply by discretion to accept this point. I assume that the first person drafting the strip will be cleaned up in the final version. Interesting. Five. The Foundation and the counterparty shall use commercially reasonable efforts to cooperate with respect to the containment of the adverse entities described on Exhibit B. Collectively, the anger mind you. Dr. Altaki oh, explained to me that the office... I, I don't even remember exactly what the anger mind you is originally. I just know fate ruined that for me by making the edgy Avenger person. Can I get a TLDR on what anger mind you is again? Um, like I don't know if it's literally the anger mind you in this case, but it's like a god of evil in the Zoroastrianism. Ah. Please contact uh, me to discuss the points of understanding before the formal agreement is completed. Respectfully, Sheldon Katz, Prophet of God. S. 
don't know what the S means. What's that? What's the S mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like the Twitter thing, like slash sarcastic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is he using tone indicators in like 1930? <laughs> <laughs> so ahead of his time. Uh, my mom passed me a passive-aggressive note to get some cleaning done after recording, so we may have to speed this along. Oh my god. <laughs> 90 days. Alright, so this was a pretty good article. Um, I know it doesn't meet the typical standards I would grade by, like, for narrative, yada yada, but I think uh, there's an understanding with older articles. It's not a free pass, but like Cactus mentioned before on our podcast, they were doing something different. And I think for what... Spike Brennan was trying to do here. He did a pretty good job. He created uh, some food for thought. Uh, I'm also a little biased because I enjoy reading things about religion, made up or otherwise. Uh, And I think um, even though it's a Foundation origin story, it doesn't try too hard to tie everything in a neat little bow, which I actually kind of like. I know some people probably don't like that uh, it kind of binds the Foundation to Christianity in a way. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting that relationship and it's mentioned in the footnote that even though it may be cleaned up, it doesn't need you to believe in him. You just can't believe in anyone else, which I think is kind of like a funny way to play on that, like jealous God. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Clause. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I can tell a lot of time and thought was put into this and I respect it. I'm genuinely sad to see this only has like under 400 upvotes. I'm going to toss it one and I would give this like a, probably a nine out of 10. Nice. With the understanding that like a point or two of that is from my plus bonuses. Because it's still a little bare bones, but I think this is a really solid foundation, no pun intended, for like <laughs> a, a, a lore going on here. Alright, what do you got for the second article? Do we have time for the second article? Um, We're about 33 minutes in, and we still have a comma reading. It's up to you. We probably do, if it's, it's not super long. I'll show you the article and you can decide. I, I have this article, I have an alternative one that's a bit shorter. Okay. Well, I'll see this one. If it looks long, I'll take a look at your alternate. And it's not like we can never read the one that we choose not to do later, because I wouldn't mind revisiting Spike Brennan. Oh, Lord. This one I don't think will be long if I don't make quips, but I'm just looking at this list of remarks and stuff in this, like, format, and this is, like, anathema to my brain. (laughs) I have an alternate. It reminds me of when we read, like, uh... What was it? 6001, 5001. The one Yossi wrote that like wasn't even it wasn't bad by any means. It was like that one about a machine that contains something, but it was just like so many events and it made my brain like mush. That's the feeling I'm getting right now. Don't worry, I have an alternative. All right, let me see the alternative. Let me do a comparison. This one's clearly must be something cuz it has way more upvotes than the 001. All right, 2336 was actually referenced in the 001. Mm. This one is this, this one's way shorter, but it might be too short. Um, I think we could read either of them within our time limit. I will leave it to you. You decide. Well, in, in that case, we should do the, the, the 1322. People really like it. All right, let's do it. Item number, SCP-1322. Object class. <laughs> Special containment procedures. SCP-1322 has been contained in a sealed spherical class... Eight. Eight. Dude, you, you have to learn Roman numerals. You were 26. What? Oh, you, what do you mean? Oh, yes, I can go hang out with my boy Caesar? What do you mean I have to learn them? So you can read, like, old-timey clocks so you can understand half of, like, people being pretentious on the internet? It's not even hard. You only need to learn, like, three letters. That's it. No one uses, like, the big ones. You need to know X, V, and I. And you need to know when it... Ablative in a surface. 
hardened against particle beams, nuclear and conventional explosions, and corrosives, and regularly inspected for damage and monitored for viral and bacterial contamination. Atmospheric pressure of the containment chamber must be maintained at as low a level as practical, and procedure Sega CD has been initiated for atmospheric pressure should exceed Sega CD. 6.00 times 10 squared pascal. To the negative 2 pascal. Oh, That's called that. significant digits, my friend. As an antipathogenic measure, radiation levels of the containment chamber should be maintained at no less than 4.50 rotogen. Not bad, not terrible. Conclusion doc- documents... What the CSI. fuck is Rontigan? Uh, that's like the bad rats. For addenda to maintain control protocol, has protocols updated on Is that like basis. an SCP thing? No, it's real. Okay, let me look it up. Rontigen. It is. Yeah, it's like a unit of radiation. Okay. I thought you were making that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched Chernobyl, they say in that. <laughs> Yeah, Tanhony may not know his Roman numerals, but he sure as heck knows his radiation measurements. It's what affects me more in this life. Damn. <laughs> what are you planning? Gemini nuke? Description. SCP-1322 is a stable space-time anomaly, presently hypothesized between an international aperture to a parallel universe. And they've got it, like, trapped in a, a glass bottle thing, right? Yeah. The anomaly occupies a fixed location around which Site 122 has been constructed in order to study and contain it. Anom- so I know this is literally only the second Spike Brennan article I've written, so I don't want to say this is like a trademark, but I find it interesting that he um, writes like about things that are like uh, like they build around the thing. Yeah, like it's a, a part of the world and they build around it to compensate, as opposed to like grabbing a monster and shoving it somewhere. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. The anomaly is roughly ellipsoid in shape, measuring approximately 2.5 centimeter along its longer... I got the emphasis wrong. Along its longer horizontal axis, and approximately 1 centimeter along its, along its vertical it, axis. It's also funny to me because like, the implication of it being a part of existence and they built around it is like, at one point before the Foundation existed, someone was just like wandering in the desert or whatever, and there's just a fucking hole in space. <laughs> so it's, it's just there. Small. Anyone it's can 2.5 see it. 2.5 centimeters. <laughs> It's enough to shove your hand in. The anomaly is two-dimensional and coplanar, with a uh, plane perpendicular to the horizon, oriented approximately 36 degrees west of true north. As you probably mentioned, the, the title of this um, um, article is Glory Hole. Oh my god, I was about to make the joke that it's a dimensional glory hole, and I was like, I could be above this, and now I'm not. Matter and energy I'm vindicated. <laughs> Matter and energy are capable of passing through the anomaly in the manner of a traversable wormhole. I bet it is. Oh my god. You have to have a pretty small packer to shove it in there, though. 1.5, but 1 by 2.5 centimeters? Um, octopoid. When lighting conditions in the space in the near vicinity <laughs> of the other side of the wormhole permits, the space on the other side of the wormhole can be directly observed. Particles and objects of the cross-section not exceeding the anomaly's dimension are capable of being inserted into the anomaly and then transported into the parallel universe. The anomaly does not conduct sound. The parallel universe on the other side of the anomaly has been officially designated SCP-1322-A, although the term Hartle, approximate phonetic reading of the term for homeworld used by the population of Dash A with whom communication has been established, has also been completely used. The anomaly appears to have been artificially and deliberately generated from the Dash A side. The population of Dash A does not appear to have been successful in generating additional instances of the SCP, 
nor in altering SCP's dimensions or closing it, notwithstanding extensive efforts on their part to do so. The anomaly appears to have emerged in the standard universe in approximately the year 1952. So wait, are we the standard universe, or are they the standard universe? I'm a little lost. We're, we're the standard universe. Okay. With the Foundation promptly establishing control of the anomaly's location. Though the Foundation had initially constructed an extensive study program of SCP-1322, including communication with the civilization on the other side, recent Foundation efforts have focused on containment. See so containment and mm. observation log experts below. And we've got quite a lot of these, and I assume the reason it's so liked is that these are going to be funnies, especially considering the name is Glory Hill. This Why is going to be good. Uh, popcorn knees. Sure, I'll do the. I'll I'll let you breathe a little bit, and I'll try and get some of these chunky ones done before I pass it off. Uh, time reference: August 1952. Anomaly discovered. September 1952. Foundation obtains custody over SCP-1322. Containment chamber constructed. See document 1322.v.srd3006 for plans and technical specifications. Uh, October 1952. My birthday. Happy birthday, Tan. Yeah. Well, many years before you were born. Under a no. uh, uh, They celebrated I'm sure. Metallic cylinder emerges for anomaly. Cylinder is retrieved and subjected to quarantine and sterilization. You should make Tanhony Tower a real SCP. I think that would be fun. Following, and, they, and someone has a prophecy about you being born. That's why they named the <laughs> tower after you. <laughs> Following clearance, cylinder is examined and found to be hollow with screw cap. Cylinder contains triangular sheets of paper-like substance upon which glyphs are inscribed. Artifact referred to linguistics unit. Uh, so it's like the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, they like said it's uh, very, like, you up. Okay. November 1952. Experimentation with 1322 progresses, including introduction of various string-tethered objects through anomaly. Samples taken of atmosphere in 1322-A space found to resemble Earth atmosphere, but with a higher concentration of argon. Uh, December 1952. Several additional cylinders containing documents emerged through 1322 and, after quarantine, are subjected to analysis. And then we jump all the way to July? Yeah, July 1953. Linguistics and mathematics personnel report breakthrough and analysis of documents obtained from 1322-A. Message on glyphs interpreted as representations of geometric principles and texts apparently composed with a deliberate purpose of establishing cordial contact with the discoverers of the message. Oh, discoverers! Our fans! It's us! Linguistics... It's us! They look in the whole place just looking back... (laughs) Hello! Linguistics unit composes reply message using same writing system, prints same on paper, places paper in a metal cylinder foundation manufacture, but resembling those used by 1322-A culture, and inserts cylinder into anomaly. Uh, September 1953, light activated on far side of anomaly. Close observation of anomaly indicates that far side of anomaly is located in what appears to be an artificially constructed containment chamber, broadly similar to that constructed by Foundation for Containment of Anomaly. What did you say? Anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, kind of losing it a little bit, and I wish I hadn't agreed to read this one. Because <laughs> it's like, I, again, they were doing something different. I get it. I appreciate it. But I'm going insane. And there's, like, no spacing in these giant paragraphs, and it's making my I'll tell you why, because WikiDot doesn't let you with these fucking charts. You can't space out paragraphs. Fucking A. WikiDot? Um, more like shitty dot. <laughs> Upvotes to the right? <laughs> uh, October 1953. Approximate start we date of... We should report communic- October 1953. <laughs> 
Oh my god, Tanhoney's back. <laughs> Approximate start date of extensive communication with 1322-A civilization. Communication initially consists of reciprocal delivery of text messages on paper. Oh my god, they on they phone? Even you before up. 1993? You up? <laughs> First and oh my god, do you think anyone ever fell in love over like the hole? Now I want to write a tale about that. Oh, I, I oh wait, so. that's so sweet. First and glyphic system in which initial messages were composed, which is determined to be a simplified form of the standard written language of the 1322-A civilization, and subsequently in a mutually developed blend of said glyphic system in English. Communication accelerator with 1322-A civilization proposes the construction of a telegraphic system involving a specially shielded cable traversing the anomaly with reciprocal equipment for the encoding and decoding of communications on both ends. Uh, sub- not September. November 11th, 1953. I'll take, I'll take over after this one. Okay. After this one, you, you're on duty for a while. Communications with SCP-1322-A civilization indicates that the civilization is composed of Homo sapiens, or a species not meaningfully different therefrom. Organization with whom communication has been established is a scientific institute associated with the polity comprising the geographic areas surrounding the dash A side location of the anomaly, approximately analogous to a nation state. Details of political organization and the technologies of dash A civilization are disclosed. Dash A civilization has attained an advanced degree of technological and engineering sophistication, particularly in the fields of mathematics and high-energy... Oh, is this why the Foundation is high-tech? Because that's kind of cool, actually. In which that civilization's achievements surpass those of Earth, viz. the creation of the anomaly as an unintended consequence of an experiment to investigate the properties of quantum foam, but with less sophistication in biological science. Dash A, civilization, expresses strong interest in sharing samples of music, visual arts, literature, particularly metered poetry of various languages, with a particular interest in Indic and Cynic cultures, and mathematics, but no interest in medicine or religion. Reciprocal deliveries of data from Dash A, civilization, are archived and undergo analysis. Very, very well, interesting. Right, well done, Darnell. You won the psychological battle. <laughs> yeah, you get the easy ones now. <laughs> January 1962. SCP-1322-A civilization tripped upon the first fucking word, so there we go. Provides a detailed log of astronomical observations and suggests that Foundation reciprocates. Analysis of provided data by Foundation's researchers suggests strong possibility that there is no position within our observable universe that can correlate to the provided data. Foundation personnel assembled data file for delivery to Dash A. Data is altered at direction of Site-122 administrators citing security concerns. So this is their way of finding out, like, this is another planet, it's for sure another dimension. Yeah. Within nine That's hours following neat. delivery of data file, Dash A Civilization identifies the false information and suggests that Foundation personnel proceed with more candor in the interests of mutual scientific and cultural development. Suggestion forwarded to O5 for consideration. I'm, I'm confused. What happened there? Um, so we like do like send the information from our side, but make it fake so they don't know too much. And they were like, "This is this is fake. Don't do that." <laughs> that seems kind of unnecessarily fucked with the foundation. November nineteen seventy-two. Telegraphic cable through the SCP temporarily disconnected and withdrawn into containment chamber for routine maintenance. Following maintenance, Dash A cable end is reinserted into the SCP, where Dash A personnel reconnected to equipment on their side. Wait, what? So they. They fixed it. It was like they needed to maintain it. Oh, I guess. I got you. Sorry. December nineteen seventy two. 
Communication received from Dash A indicating that a temporary degradation in the customary response time signals from Foundation will be experienced due to personnel shortages on Dash A side. In response to a query, message sent by SCP Dash A side indicating that the organization having custody of the side of SCP 1322 is experiencing a higher than normal incidence of personal L illness, resulting in absenteeism. Damn. Wait. They got that COVID. Is, is our foundation poisoning them? I'm confused. They're sick on the other side. January hmm. 1973. Message sent by Dash A side reporting that his personnel situation is back to normal, but the illness is becoming widespread in the geographic area of the Dash Oh, when side. they replugged it, I bet some germs went over because they like swapped sides. Oh no. So we gave them we gave them all our diseases. March 1973. Message sent by Dash A side indicated that local government is imposing quarantine measures in an effort to arrest spread of what is evidently a viral outbreak on their side. Sweating emoji. In response to a foundation offer to render assistance, Dash A Civilization delivers data package containing pathology data. We send back some masks. Damn. And then uh, that's April 1973. After appropriate quarantine measures are taken at Site 122, Foundation requests that Dash A Civilization deliver a sample of the virus. Sample is delivered through SCP-3022 in appropriately shielded ampule, which is then secured and analysed, subject to Class V Contagious Disease Protocol. See document ref. Upon analysis, virus found to be a harmless flu variant. Foundation researchers said analysis data to Dash A, together with suggestions on synthesising a vaccine and administrating inoculation protocols. Damn. June 20... No, June 1973. Dash A reports at least 8 million worldwide casualties attributable to virus, approximately 0.091% of their global population, and that foundation-developed vaccine has been distributed and administered on a widespread basis. August uh, 1973. Dash A reports that spread of virus appears to have been arrested and that the number of new incidents of illness from the virus is dramatically decreasing. October 1973. Dash A reports worldwide inoculation against the virus. We did it, Reddit. Wait a minute. December 1973. In the course of normal communications, Dash A reports an unexpected decrease in new pregnancies. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh, May 1974. Dash A reports a dramatic drop in birth rates. Oh no. August um, 1974, Dash A reports that its analysis indicates a decrease in fertility appears to be a side effect of the Foundation-provided vaccine. Alright, take your bets. Is it because their version of humanity is slightly different and they didn't account for that, or do you think the Foundation sterilized an entire alternate dimension? I don't know why they would do that, but <laughs> let's find out more. January 1975. I mean, why would they fucking lie about their star chart? Tell me that. They have, like, tactical info, I guess. Yeah, okay. January 1975. Dash A reports widespread social disorder, attributable to fertility issues and corresponding stresses on family life. In response to Foundation offer assistance, message received stating, No thank you, you have done enough. <laughs> wow. After we tried to help you with your, your virus, that's fucked up. Oh my god. May 1975. Change in management structure of Dash A organization with custody of the side of SCP 1322. Communications received from their side are frequently belligerent and accusatory in tone. July oh, 
Vashai organization unilaterally discontinues communications dealing with scientific and cultural exchange. So this thing, in order to do all this, there wasn't always like a class A containment around it, right? I guess It used not. to just be open. September uh, 1975, Vashai organization reports massive ongoing worldwide upheaval attributable to drop in fertility. Message received indicates fewer than 1,000 live births reported globally in the past 72 days. And how about oh, popcorn no. off to you? October 1975, last communication received from 1322-A. Communication consisted of text reading, You killed us! You did this to us! In your carelessness and your arrogance, you have destroyed our posterity! But we shall avenge! We of the last generation pledge and vow this. We will find a way. And this links to another article. Yeah, that's not... We're not looking at that right now. (laughs) Uh, December 1976. Monitors in 1322 containment chamber indicate that various pathogens have been introduced into the containment chamber from Dash A side, but have been isolated and destroyed. 1977, January 1977. High energy particle beam fired through 1322 from the Dash A side, damaging Site 122 containment chamber. Damage is promptly repaired. Uh, March 1984, a high-energy beam of coherent radiant energy. This seems a little bitter, guys. It was an accident. Come on, Radiant man. energy. 1984 much? <laughs> Fired through 1322 from the A side, immediately followed by the insertion of various pathogens through 1322. Damage from being repaired and pathogens isolated and destroyed. Oh, because we have, like, means to repair the biological stuff. They're trying to make us pay. But they can't. Uh... uh August 1984, directed energy weapon fired through 1322 from the A side, immediately followed by the insertion of various pathogens, damage from weapon repaired and pathogens. Okay, I get it. They're doing this over and over. I'm losing it a little bit. Um, okay. April 1991, beam weapon fired through... Yeah. Oh my god. Tan, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> when does it end? Um, uh, June 1991, at direction of Site-122 Administrator, Foundation fills containment chamber of 1322 with quick-setting hard ceramic. Uh, July 1991, ceramic dissolved by means of unknown solvent introduced through 1322 from the A-side. The fucking roadrunner shit. <sighs> <sighs> September 1992, high-energy particle beam fired through 1322 from Dash A-side, immediately followed by the insertion of nanobots, damage from being repaired and nanobots isolated and destroyed. December 1992, the big is, is this puts just a shotgun this? into the mouse hole, but Jerry managed to turn around, so he shoots himself. Can you just tell me straight up, is this the rest of this? Am I going to miss anything? Because I can't do this um, anymore. They, they keep trying to kill us. Um, it, it sort of escalates to like, like nanobots and thermonuclear weapons trying to come through. And none of it works? No, not today it has not yet worked. Well, no, it's not worked. All right. I was gonna originally upvote this one, and I and I get like that style of humor of repeating a thing over and over, but it, it kind of was like too much for me, so I'm gonna have to dock at some points on that. Uh, I have to be honest; I don't think this is a bad SCP. I can get the comedy behind it, especially for its time. But I'm surprised this has over a thousand upvotes, and the proposal does has like so few. And it just kind of is a testament to me that like the wiki's a little random sometimes. Um, but I will give this an, a tentative upvote, and I'll give it, like, a 6 out of 10. Um, what do you think, though? You're allowed to think differently from me. I'm curious what your perspective is, why so many people like this. I don't know whether it's necessarily meant to be a comedy, um, sort of thing, but it comes off that way because of, as you said, like, the repetitions or the escalation. I feel like, mm-hmm. at the time, it was just a bit more of a novel idea than what 
what is seen as now. Yeah, that's fair. And and I think that's kind of like something I can tell looking at Spike Brennan's works and when it came out compared to like other series one and two stuff, which was like spooky monster throw in a cage, don't let it break out and eat everyone. It's like a little bit more outside the box. Which and I, I don't mean to generalize every series one and two. I know there were other out of the box ones, but I can respect that. Uh, and I think if you had shown me these, like when we first started the podcast, I might have liked them a little bit more. But now that like I've seen some of the other stuff, I'm kind of like jaded to this style of article. Which is a shame, because funny enough, if we had read these when Boris suggested it, I probably would have liked them more. But I, I still am interested. I would love to read more Spike Brennan in the future. I think there's some cool ideas here. I just think that this one in particular doesn't really hit me as interesting. Right, no worries. But we did do it. I said we'd do it. And like 90 episodes yeah. later, we've read a fucking Spike Brennan. Are you satisfied, Boris? Um, we will... I want to do more Spike Brennan in the future, maybe. Or at least look into yeah. this tactical theology thing, because that seems right up my frickin' alley. Um, but yeah, anything else we want to look at before we start comment, comment readings? Um, nothing I can think of. Let's get to these fuckers. <laughs> to these fuckers. I hate them. Alright. I'm almost cut this bit out, because I hate our fucking viewers. I don't want them to... I... You... Now that you've said that, I need to show you another I think you should leave bit when we're done with recording that I think you would like. Okay. Um, first, though, discovering SCP. Uh, go to our channel. Like the thing. Wow, that video kind of blew up. Did you see Hamilton's tweet Like, kind of went crazy? I kept getting notifications from it all night when he posted it. The one for like when day breaks. Did you see that? Um, I did, yes, very nice. Alright. Okay, so first up, Banker Paul left two comments. Uh, normally I would not read either, but I'll, I'll give him this once as a tweet. As a tweet, as a treat. As a tweet? First one is, let's, on phone. <laughs> let's see if I can get a comment in while y'all are recording again. And then his second one, oh my gosh, I finally finished an episode of Discovering SCP on the day it came out again. Good episode, by the way. I rated 10 out of 10 conjoined limbs. It was a good episode. It was. I wasn't in it. I had I fun. Like... I'd love to have Lock on again. I think if we had Lock on again, though, I'd want to do like a game and help uh, break them a little bit more out of their shell. But it was fun having them on. I thought you said you just wanted to break them. I was like, oh my god. No, I do not want to break Lock. Please, no. Uh, Thought Experiments and other stuff says, When Day Breaks is my second favorite 001, only being beaten by the database. Hmm. Uh, Good Day says, oh gee, oh boy, day broke, needs fixing. What could fix it? I have the perfect selection of articles to patch up your broken day. Uh, Mimir Mimir, what, mama? Uh, so 6670, actually, stick around the next few weeks. You may be happy. Uh, no more purple dinosaur. Carol, what should I put as the title? Carol, uh, I'm not reading that whole thing. Uh, and then lastly, death by duck by Dado. No biases with this recommendation, none at all. Do you think he wrote it? I bet he did. I bet he's trying to trick us into reading his article. But I'm not going to fucking... Amazing this. episode as always, Kings. Oh, well, you know, now that he says that. Uh, <coughs> Raul Alva says, SCP stories about the end of the world or the permanent change of the status quo are always a treat to listen be, uh, because for me, I like seeing the different ways writers can create such sobering experiences. Examples include When Day Breaks, The Stars Do Not Wait For You, End of Death, and Broken Masquerade. Anyways, great episode. Uh, and then we have a comment from Locke, who uh, calls themselves Breaking the Veil on YouTube. 
It was really cool to have been invited to participate in this. I've been a big fan since, well, discovering discovering SCP. The approach you all take to readings with Darnell, learning of the articles in real time, adds a level of freshness to the reading format, making works I've come across before feel new again. Aww. Lock, new favorite guest. And also it leaves plenty of room for the funny. Cassie's importance to the L5 is still my... No, Lock is my best friend. (laughs) Exactly. Cactus, I think, might be avoiding me. Uh, I think I was unintentionally... Because I wrote that new article, and I wasn't trying to be pushy about it, but I was like, OMG, Cactus, I wrote one, read it. And every time I say it, he like suddenly disappears and comes back in chat later when I stop talking. Oh, wow. So I think I'm going to stop bothering him about it, but I was like, oh, I didn't mean to chase you off. He hates Darnell. I feel a little bit bad. Maybe. Probably not. I can imagine being Cactus, he probably gets... Like, uh, I don't intend it to be that way, because like, you know, I know him, but I imagine he gets like 10,000 requests to read an article a day. Um, so I don't blame him. And also, it leaves plenty of room for the funny. Cassie's importance to the O5 is still my favorite bit. Keep up the amazing work, and I hope to be on again sometime. Shythalia says, I don't like it when an SCP-001 proposal is about the end of the world humanity, unless it restarts the timeline or something, like using 2000 at the end. Isn't 001 supposed to be the first SCP? Not necessarily. Uh, I don't know. That's just how my logic goes. No hate to Locke and the other authors. I really like When Day Breaks and the other proposals. Alrighty, that's fair enough. I mean, SCP, there's no canon, so it can be whatever the heck you want. Bobble couldn't even be real. He could be fake if he decided so. Yeah. In my SCP headcanon, uh, the Garfield SCP is Gorefield smile. Personally. You're a corpse. <laughs> How do you open? Darnell is a corpse. (laughs) Comedy Man Kelp. So this week we're reading an SCP that kills people who go outside. Guess all the SCP fans are going to be just fine. Nice one. How do you open? How do you open? Comedy Man Kelp destroys your entire career. How do you open? (laughs) How do you know where this bridge came from? I made it. This next comment I'm hesitant to read because it's kind of fucked up, but Lan says, I-, I wish Tanhony disappeared like this every episode. <laughs> you-, you okay, let re- King? Let me reply to it. Okay, you read your reply when you post it. I'm going to keep going. Quaker Button knows 128 says, Did the wiki go from Series 4 to Series 7 in only four years? What the fuck? I talked about this before with Tan and how it's going to continue to be faster thousands. I know, um... UE, I believe that's Cement Tiger, based on the profile picture, uh, mentions JamCon as a hell of a drug, and maybe that's part of it, but I think as the wiki gets bigger and more people join, you're going to see the slots fill up faster and the thousand contests come faster. Um, Yes, keep coming as I don't stop coming. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more space between, like, Series 1 and 2, for example, than, like, 4 to 7. I've left my reply. Um, Alright, what does it say? Because I I don't want to refresh and lose my place. It's no funny if I read it. (laughs) So we'll do at the end, I guess. Alrighty. Guari Fernandez Emil says, No offense to Locke, but I never liked when day... What the fuck? <laughs> Why does no one else like when day breaks but me? I think it's good. But I never liked when day breaks that much, especially because the article could have perfectly worked without the tail-like section with only a few tweaks. You know what, actually? But you didn't write it, did you? Sorry, Guari. I don't mean to insult you. I know you just, you're just you having your opinion. I just... I hate when, like, something... It's, it, this isn't what you're doing, by the way, Guari. It's just, like, it reminded me of that, so I want to make this clear. I'm not, like, roasting you. But I hate when, like, something's popular on the wiki, so everyone just decides it's bad. 
And like, I like obscure SCP. That's a real t- story. Yeah, like, that's something off. different, though, than I think what is uh, being said here. Yeah, I know that's not what Guari is doing. That's why I'm saying I'm not roasting you, Guari. But it just reminded me of that, and I made myself angry imagining the person in my head. Twitter moment. Uh, though the SCP itself is quite well done. And Darnell, something you need to learn about SCP authors is that most of the good ones have cats because cats are based. Cats are not based. That's why Tian has a dog. What, what was the tweet you said the other day, Tian of Rocky? It was like, I used to be human. It was him, like, into, like, a blanket. <laughs> he used to be human. What's the lore there? He used to be human. I want, like, a whole series of tweets from you that's, like, Rocky looking, like, mildly like, sad, like, reminiscing about his old days as a human. Like, there's a lot of Rocky lore on Twitter about this, but, like, I, I, can, I can pause I will... him, apparently. You can pause him? Yeah, that's what, that's what I call it when he goes to sleep on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I love Rocky. I need more Rocky picks in my life. Also, instead of recommending anything, I will try predicting future episodes, or rather, the episode 100 of this podcast, in which Bullets. I bet we will read something by Darnell, as he has recently published a short tale, and he wants to do more things soon. That's right, I'm working on a tale series. I've talked to Tan a bit about it. I'm that's really right. excited for it. Episode 100. But I have... T- we're going to be reading Darnell's 001 proposed. No, we're not. No. I have two main concerns with my tale series. One is that it's going to be over the course of three tales, and I feel like people might not understand what I'm going for until all three are out. But my other is that the more I plan it, the longer they're going to come out, which makes me feel like people aren't going to want to read it, which I understand because I also hate long articles. But I'm very excited for it. I did write a short comedy tale recently. Um, cryptocurrency and its consequences. Tan helped crit for it, so thank you, Tan. No problem. Uh, are you alright? Yeah. Sorry, a German gift oh, just popped up on my feed and I was looking at it. You're on Twitter? <laughs> I'm reading the comments and you're on Twitter? Yes. I can't believe this. Fish Stickers says, No! Tan Honey's dead! Thank you. Some concern. No one else could. No one else gave a shit. Yeah, no one else gave a shit. A bush from the island of Borneo... A bush from the island of Borneo says, Ah, SD Locke. I also know them because they wrote 3280 when water breaks. Wait, what? Is that actually what it's called? Because that'd be so funny if that's like the lock continuum. Uh, Just when X breaks. New format. Also, Tan, are you ever going to read your 001 proposals? They're amazing. Your first proposal is one of my favorite 001s. I never I'm curious as well, because I know, I didn't sure you... I, I don't know if you created it, but I know you, you did something about, like, the Black Moon Howls or something. Yeah. Or, and everyone talks about it constantly. Or they did, anyway, when we started the podcast. Not really anymore. I also heard... I never got an answer from you in DMs, uh, unless I've forgotten I'm mentally insane. But someone was like describing in like uh, like a short term way a lot of the SCPs you wrote, and I recognize most of them. But they mentioned you wrote a Pokemon SCP. Is that true? I did. Can we read that? Uh, sure. Not now, obviously. We're ending the podcast, but. Put it on the docket. I know, so we have some guests for the next few episodes. I know there's other people that want on. There's other stuff in the works, but in the nebulous future, I would like to read that, as well as your O-1s. How long are your O-1s, by the way? Are your bindings comfortable? Oh, damn. Beefy. Should we get a... Well, I was going to say, should we get a guest on for them, but it's kind of weird to have a guest and be like, we're reading Tanhony's articles today. (laughs) 
we get on someone like super famous, like a, a real author from the world, and we're like, um, sit down. We're not here to interview you about your New York bestseller. We're here to read Tanhoney's internet fan fiction. <laughs> Stephen King. The day, uh, anomalous writer says the day has been broken. Tanhoney is deceased. What an episode. P.S. Suggestions six four two four six six seventy six thousand one smile. And then somehow beating anomalous, JTKC writes, It is me again, early smile. I am like the sun, I rise again. Ah, nice, you guys have finally done the one about the human soup. Very epic. Since today is an 001 episode, I'll recommend uh, Hippo's proposal featuring Pepper's Ghost. A good boy. Very bizarre and very interesting. I'd love to read more Hippo stuff. Um, That would be really cool. Also, I just realized... See, that's the thing. Now I, I know too much about the wiki. Like, I used to just be fresh-eyed, but now I, there's, like, too much shit I want to read, and I know we don't have time to read it. It's like it's like the pain of knowing, like, being ahead on Aetheral Space. <laughs> the curse of knowledge. It was better when I was ignorant, because then I was just happy with whatever you gave me, and now I'm like, oh, I want to do this, but I want to do this. Uh, also, I just realized Rounder House released a new one proposal, and it's looking pretty good. Anyways, cheer, guys. Have a good one. Oh, that's kind of cute, like a little greeting at the end. Thank you. Have a, have a good one, J-Tay. <laughs> yeah, smile. Um, all right, well, we did it. I have one more day of work tonight, Tan, and then uh, I'm free from my job, and I won't have one till like, January, so I'll have some more free time to record, hopefully, and then we can get back to um, your turn to die. I know people have been waiting a while for that. It has been painful to get some recording time together for that. It, and, and none of it is Tan's fault. It is all completely my fault. I have, like, over over a dozen weeks of, like, online courses I've been trying to crash through while working and doing our other stuff. But once I'm out of this job, and once I get this online stuff done over the next week or so, we should be back on track. Hell yeah. And all your favorites will turn. So, and Sarah, and Hallucination. It's a different character. (laughs) Hallucination Joe. I will say a couple of things. One, I know I mentioned it, and I know normally we don't spoil, but we do have a lot, at least two guests for the next episodes, maybe more. So you may be seeing a lot of guests for a while, so get hyped on that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll also say, I know I plug it all the time, but seriously, you really should be reading Aetheral Space right now. As of this recording, an arc just ended, um, and I'm, I'm yeah. a couple chapters ahead, so by the time this comes out, there'll be, like, two of the new arc, but it's a good time to jump in and start reading, uh, if you've... So, if, if my calculations are correct, this is coming out on a Saturday, so 6.1 should be out by the time that this episode's Yeah, with 6.2 out the day after, indeed. Um, so, yes. It's a good series. Uh, I know we say it a lot. I know we want to plug it, obviously, because we want Tan's stuff to blow up. But seriously, if you like young adult fiction at all, I promise you'll like it. it. And it only gets better over time. Like, it's not bad to start, but it just keeps improving, and you can tell. And I, I just can't recommend it enough. I, like, outside of, like, you know, plugging for Tan or whatever, I actually think about April Space all the time, and I'm so loath that I have so few people to talk about it with. We need more Aetheral Space fans in this world. It more, needs to blow up, guys. It needs to be the new internet fandom. Yeah, more Dragon Slayers. We need it to. We need. I need to see shit about it on Twitter, about how it's a hidden gem. I Come need, on, lol. I want call out posts for Dragon being a toxic guy. Yeah. You know um, I think it's problematic that there's an organization called the Supremacy 
even though they're the villains in Aetheral Space, and I think you should delete the whole series, Smile. Um, I have to. You do. Alright, but is there anything else you want to say or plug, Tan? I feel like I've been hogging the end of this episode. Read Aetheral Space, read Darnell's new tale, the cryptocurrency one. I forget the title. <laughs> cryptocurrency and its consequences, yes. Yeah. Read that. Read my SCPs. Listen to the podcast. Uh, go on Twitter. Tweet at Tanhany and just your favorite food. I only have one regret with this episode, and it's that I didn't think to try and get Boris on for it, because that would have been so good <laughs> to wrap around. <laughs> Finally, is it all you craved? Boris, I want to see you comment on this one. If no other episode ever again, at least this one. I want to know if we lived up to your expectations, and, and how long was the wait worth it? All right. Oh, yeah, and this, again, as a reminder, no password, but this week, uh, you see a healthy young female. How do you open? Yeah, that's for your comments. That's, that's the new password system. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell you, us if they answer our questions. We're a new female every episode. You must tell us your strategy. No, we will not always do how do you open, but I do like the idea of doing it like Aetheral Space where we have a question for the viewers. No, I feel like it's more interactive. Yeah, people are more likely to actually answer the fucking questions of this. Yeah, instead of just posting a password. So, yeah. All right, bye! Bye!